Stamps.com. Postage on demand. Print your own postage and shipping labels in seconds. Click instantly buy and calculate exact postage. Print, print postage, labels, envelope, or plain paper. Mail a fixed postage and mail anywhere in the world. Give Stamps.com a try. Get $5 of free postage. Check out for details on Stamps.com. Corporate postage solutions have more than two locations. The Stamps.com Enterprise is postage solution for you. Shipping solutions process and print shipping labels fast. Enjoy shipping discounts and more. Stamps.com versus postage meters. The choice is clear. Stamps.com offers more features at a fraction of the cost. Approved licensed vendor of USPS. Save big with discounted rates from USPS and UPS. Stamps.com is an independent vendor of the USPS and UPS. Here's how it works. Open Stamps.com account. Simply click the Get Started button to sign up for Stamps.com and get access to all the services of the postal right from your computer 24-7. Even get discounts you can't get at the post office. Try that with $5 free postage. Stamps.com will give you four weeks to see if they are right for you. Stamps.com is so confident you'll like them. You'll also throw on and Throw in $5 free postage to use during the four weeks. Don't pay unless you stay. Cancel your account online or call 1-855-608-2677 to cancel within the four-week trial period and pay no service fee. The monthly fee for it is just $17.99 plus applicable taxes. If any, including the first month, your service will continue uninterrupted as long as you got as long as you do not cancel. Your 24-7 post office. Send invoices, letters, packages, print official UPS postage, UPS, USPS postage, domestic or international, no more guesswork, how much postage, what mail, class, stamps.com will figure it out for you. You can limit trips to the post office, anything you can do at the post office, you can do right from your desk 24-7. Do more than a postage meter for less, avoid hidden fees, equipment, insurance, and there's no extra hardware to buy or lease. Better pay full price for stamps again. Get postage discounts you can't even get at the post office. Customer support, always ready to help. Available by phone, email, or chat. Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. PT. Not just for small office mailing, mailing locations, solutions, shipping solutions, and warehouse solutions. Roosevelt, the wife of President Theodore Teddy Roosevelt. Edith Kermit Roosevelt, née Carroll, August 6, 1861 to September 30, 1948, was the second wife of President Theodore Roosevelt and the first lady of the United States from 1901 to 1909. She also was the second lady of the United States prior to that in 1901, Roosevelt was the first first lady to employ a full-time salaried social secretary. Her tenure resulted in the creation of an official staff and her formal dinners and ceremonial processions served to elevate the position of first lady. Early life. Edith was born on August 6, 1861 in Norwich, Connecticut to merchant 
Charles Carroll, 1825 to 1883, and Gertrude Elizabeth Tyler, 1836 to 1895. Gertrude's father, Daniel Tyler, 1799 to 1882, was a Union General in the American Civil War. Edith's younger sister was Emily Tyler Carroll, 1865-1939. Edith also had an older brother, Kermit, February 1860 to August 1860, who died one year before her birth. Kermit, her brother's first name and her middle name were the surname of a maternal great-uncle, Robert Kermit. During her childhood, Edith was known as Edie. The girl grew up in a brownstone on Union Square in New York City. Next door was Theodore Roosevelt, 1858-1919. Edith was best friends with his younger sister, Corinne, 1861-1933. Edith, Corinne, Theodore, and Elliot had their early schooling together at the Roosevelt family home at 28 East 20th Street. Edith later attended Miss Comstock's finishing school. Although the two may have had a teenage romance, the relationship faded when Roosevelt went to Harvard University. While at Harvard, he met Alice Lee, and they married in 1880, Edith attending the wedding. Marriage Theodore Roosevelt's wife, Alice Lee Roosevelt, died on February 14, 1884, age 22, leaving behind their baby daughter, also named Alice. Theodore and Edith continued their relationship in 1885. They married in St. George's, Hanover Square, London on December 2nd, 1886, when he was 28 and she was 25. His best man was Cecil Spring Rice, later the British ambassador to the United States. During World War I, Rice also maintained a close friendship with the couple for the rest of his life. Theodore and Edith's engagement was announced in the New York Times. After their honeymoon, the couple lived on Sagamore Hill. On Long Island, New York, Roosevelt called his first daughter Baby Lee instead of Alice so as not to remind himself of the death of his first wife. Together, the couple raised Alice Theodore's daughter from his previous marriage and their own children, Theodore, 1887, Kermit, 1889, where he served until 1895. While Edith supported her husband's decision to accept the position, she lamented that a third pregnancy would have would detain her at Sagamore Hill. Kermit Roosevelt was born on October 10, 1889, and Edith moved to Washington with their children three months later. During this period, Edith and Henry Adams became close friends. At Edith's assistance, they did not run for mayor of New York in 1894 because she preferred their life in Washington, D.C. and his job as a U.S. Civil Service Commissioner. When Theodore came, became New York City Police Commissioner in 1895, they moved to New York City. In 1897, Theodore was chosen as Assistant Secretary of the Navy and the family moved back to Washington. In 1898, Edith traveled by train to Tampa, Florida to send her husband off to fight in the Spanish-American War. Upon his return from Cuba, Edith declined a quarantine to meet him in Montauk, New York, where she assisted veterans at the hospital in October 1898. When Roosevelt was nominated for the governorship, she helped answer his mail but stayed off the campaign trail. First Lady of New York Edith Roosevelt enjoyed being First Lady of New York. During this time, she modernized the governor's mansion, joined a local women's club, and continued to assist with her husband's correspondence while First Lady of the state. 
It is again a custom that will continue in the White House. She held a bouquet of flowers in each hand. Edith found shaking a stranger's hand overly familiar and preferred to bow her head in greeting. Edith moved back to Washington when Roosevelt won the twice won the vice presidency in 1900. First Lady, after President William McHugh's assassination, Theodore Roosevelt assumed the presidency and his wife became the nation's First Lady. With the country in mourning, the new First Lady could not do any entertaining. Instead, she focused on how to fit her large family into the White House. Edith eliminated the office of the housekeeper performing the supervisory work herself. Edith Roosevelt also made a major institutional change when she hired Isabel Bell Hagner as the first social secretary to serve as first la- to serve a first lady. Hagner's initial assignment was to plan Alice Roosevelt's debut in 1902. Soon, Edith began to rely on Hagner and authorized her to release photos for the first time in hopes of avoiding unauthorized candidates. built on the first lady's long history of entertaining visitors and made the titular office into the into that of the nation's hostess. She expanded the number of social events held at the White House, ensured that parties of the cabinet wives would not outshine hers, and worked to make Washington the nation's natural cultural center. Two most clear social events during Edith's tenure as first lady were the wedding of her stepdaughter and society debut of her daughter Ethel. Edith also organized the wives of the cabinet office and tried to govern the more the moral conduct of Washington society through their guest list. Edith's believed to have exerted subtle influence over her husband. They met privately every day from 8 to 9 a.m. The president's assistant, William Loeb, often helped sway the chief executives to Edith Roosevelt's way of thinking. She read several newspapers per day and forwarded clippings she considered important to her husband. In a 1933 article in the Boston Transcript, Isabel Hagner reported that the legislation which created the National Portrait Gallery was passed because of Edith's influence. Historians believe her most important contribution was acting as an liaison, informal liaison between Theodore Roosevelt and the British diplomat Cecil Spring Rice, a link which gave the president the unofficial information about the Russo-Japanese War. As a result of negotiating the treaty which ended the conflict, that conflict, President Roosevelt won the Nobel Peace Prize in, in 1906. The President's wife became the first president and the first lady to travel abroad while in office when they made a trip to Panama. A persuasive aide described either Roosevelt as always the gentle, high red hostess, smiling often at what went on about her yet never critical of the ignorant and tolerant ways of the little instances of political life. In 1905, Edith purchased Pine Knot, a cabin in rural Virginia, as a refuge for her husband at Pine Knot. The Secret Service guarded him without his knowledge. White House Renovation Imagine her first daughter, Alice Roosevelt, at the White House circa 1902. This room was an unnamed bedroom. Suite from the time of its completion in 1809 until 1860, when it was named the Prince of Wales Room. It was renamed the Lincoln Bedroom in 1929 and named it retained until the bedroom suite was moved in removed in 1961 and the space transferred into the family kitchen and the president's dining room. In 
Daniel 2, eat his heart, can meat and white to separate the living quarters from the offices, enlarge and modernize the public lands, redo the landscaping and redecorate the interior. Congress approved over half a million dollars for the renovation of the new West Wing house offices, while the East Wing house the President's family and guests. Uh, plumbing, lighting, and heating were upgraded Edith's place to her office next door to her husband so they could confer frequently. Edith took a historical view of the White House and saw that the green room, blue room, and east room were redecorated with period antiques. McKim would have removed most of the existing furniture had Edith not intervened. Edith's intervention ensured that the Victorian furniture seat in the Lincoln bedroom today was retained. January created a need for more China, so Edith ordered a Wedgwood service with the Great Seal of the United States for 120 people. Interest in her own China fostered a curiosity about the services of previous first ladies. Edith completed the catalog of White House China that Caroline Scott Harrison commenced. She added to the collection by purchasing missing items for antique shops. When she left the White House, there were pieces from 25 administration. She created a display of the China on the ground floor of the White House. The White House China collection that Edith Roosevelt first exhibited is still on view today. Across from the White House China, Edith displayed portraits of former first ladies. The ones scattered portraits were a hit with the public and guests to the White House could view the historical China and portraits as they waited to enter perceptions. Edith called on former White House gardener Henry Mister to help her design a colonial garden on the west side of the White House. A similar garden was eventually placed on the east side of the White House. The public would first see the renovation to the White House during the 2003 New Year's Day reception. It was during Edith's tenure as first lady that the White House became known as the White House, previously had been known as the Executive Mansion. Relationship with the Children Roosevelt was the beloved mother who spent several hours a day with her children and read to them daily. She and her husband took an active role in their husband and their children's education and corresponded with their children's teachers. Roosevelt longed for more children even after the birth of her fifth child, Quentin. She suffered two miscarriages at first place. She had a complicated relationship with her stepdaughter, Alice. In later years, Alice expressed admiration for her stepmother's sense of humor and stated that they had similar liter- literary tastes in her autobiography, Crowded Hours. Alice wrote of Edith that I was a child of another marriage with a simple fact that made a situation that had to be co- coped with. My mother coped with it with fairness, with a fairness and charm and intelligence which she was to which she has to greater degree than almost anyone else I know. Views on race. On October 16, 1901, President Roosevelt invited African-American educator Booker T. Washington to dine with the family at the White House. Several other presidents had invited African-Americans to meetings at the White House, but never to a meal. News of the dinner between a former slave and the President of the United States became a national sensation. The subject inflammatory articles and cartoons that shifted the national conversation around race at the time. Some Republicans tried to spin the dinner into a lunch. As Deborah Davis explained on NPR, they got hungry and they ordered a tray, and by the time they were finished, there was barely a sandwich on it, and that seemed to make it, the meal a little more palatable in the South. The lunch story persisted for decades until finally in the 1930s, the journalist from Baltimore's Afro-American 
This man asked Rusky Edens Roosevelt if it was a lunch or dinner. Edens checked the calendar and said it was mostly dinner. Among the responses to the dinner was a cartoon created by Maryland Democrats in which Edith sat between her husband and Booker. The cartoon was widely reprinted. According to Deborah Davis, this was the first time that a First Lady was lampooned in print. The dinner secured Washington's position as a leading black figure and spokesman of the, in the United States. Deborah Davis plays that Edith admired Booker T. Washington. In the March 1911 letter, Theodore Roosevelt wrote to Booker, Mrs. Roosevelt is as pleased as I am with your book. According to the biographer Lewis Gold, careful reading of his private correspondence reveals racial views that go beyond what he calls a genteel bigotry of her time. In 1902 and 1903, Miss Turner and Miss Leach performed at the Roosevelt White House. The women specialized in Negro songs, and Lewis Gold argued that by showcasing these performers, it is entertained guests with crude, medial, medial, melodic stereotypes depicting an oppressed racial minority. Later life and death. Edith's last decades included extensive travel to Europe, Asia, Africa, and South America. After leaving the White House, Theodore Roosevelt and Kermit went on a safari while Edith took Ethel, Archie, and Quentin on an extended tour of Europe. The Smithsonian's First Lady Collection was created soon after the Roosevelt's left the White House. When the museum's advocates asked for her for a contribution, Edith said that she wasn't sure she could help. She often cut up dresses for material after she wore them, and her inaugural gown was no exception. Her daughter later donated the remaining bottom half, and the Smithsonian refashioned the bottoms using photographs. Edith did not advocate for her husband's 1912 third party presidential race, but supported him fully when. It was underway formally. She had, she tended after the assassination attempt, consulted him when he lost the election, and accompanied him to Brazil to see him off as he explored the River of Doubt. Both Roosevelt's contributed to home practice during World War One. For example, Edith Roosevelt was an honorary president of the Needlework Guild of America, one one of the oldest nonprofits in the United States, which provided new clothes to the poor from 1917 to 19, 1921. Edith urged Beggar women to vote as the 19th Amendment was passed. On January 6, 1919, her husband died of a pulmonary embolism to end his sleep. He was 60 years old. During the Great Depression, Edith campaigned briefly for Herbert Hoover to emphasize that, that the Democratic nominee Franklin Roosevelt was, was not her son. Edith disliked Eleanor since Eleanor's childhood and animosity had existed between the two women since the 1920s when Eleanor campaigned against Theodore Roosevelt Jr. during his ruin for governor of New York. Before her death, Edith destroyed almost all of her correspondence with her husband. However, Edith was a prodigious letter writer and her letters survived in archives such as Houghton Library. Edith died at Sagamore Hill on September 1948 at the age of 87. She was buried next to her husband at Young's Memorial Cemetery in Oyster Bay. Thank you for listening to this story. Have a good week and stay safe.